Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Got a lot of friends to see. I'm having a pile of bins near me. The bins are my friends, but they're not very shy. So come on round and see them and stand next to them, my guy. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. And if you've made it this far, you've, um, you're ready. You're ready. Well, do you ever think, Andy, that those musical intros that we do, they might be a bit weird? <laughs> I mean, I think, I think one day they'll be re-examined, critically re-examined as outsider art, um, of of a very high caliber. And by high caliber, I mean extremely outside, because I assume that's how yeah. you measure the quality but, of outsider well, art. I mean, we've done so many of them now mm. that we've got to be insiders, <laughs> now, right? Well, we're inside something. You know, okay. we're inside our own world. We've 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 done some world building, and I think the rules. If you were to look back, I think you'd find that the rules of music in this world yeah. have been very thoroughly established. And you know, you I, could piece I together think... a grammar of what constitutes rhythm, rhyme, and uh, and dare I say, melody, and it would be coherent, yeah, like just like the grammar of of a of a as an an, an as yet undiscovered language deep in the amazon does that sound fair so you're suggesting that there's still some languages that yet to be discovered i think there could be languages yet to be discovered absolutely in the in the amazon in the amazon there are tribes any other places there are tribes with you know minimal contact possibly no contact yeah that's cool yeah i mean i could be wrong about that but that doesn't make it any less cool you know the yeah, coolness true. of a fact is independent of the truthfulness of the fact. And if you could create a language, mm. which one would you create? <laughs> Italian. Absolutely Italian. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, no, which language would I create? Well, I was thinking about this only this morning, actually, as, as it happens. And I was thinking about uh, the language, uh, I believe it's an African tribal language that uses clicks. And I was yeah. thinking, I'm going to create a language that uses silences, you know, and the silences are just yeah. different lengths to mean different things. And sort of like a, like a reverse Morse code. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then don't you, in the end, aren't you still making sounds? Um, to I, dif- differentiate the, um, or you kind of go like. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I, I mean, the thing is the noise you can make can be any noise. And that's what makes this very inclusive, right? So it can be like, you, yep. you. And you can bang on something or you can, you know, you can slap your chest. Um, and that way, you know, you can, you can express yourself in any way that you want. And then it's just a, lo- there's a lot of waiting know. and a lot of counting. You need a, we don't have perfect pitch in this language, but we have perfect tempo. 
Really? Mm. And this is the one that you're creating. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'll, I think I'll be. <laughs> I'll be <laughs> like I don't think anyone's suggesting that Steve Jobs actually actually did any of the soldering. You know, I'm gonna be the visionary. The um, I mean, the difficult the to work about, with. Mm. The, the great thing about us doing the music on these things is that we can pretend like we're always doing them from a distance and we can't sync up our timing. Yeah, that does help. That does mm. help until it starts to be so out of sync it falls back into sync again, Alistair. Okay, so for example, can you give me an example of a sentence in your language? Yeah, okay, here we go. Uh, Wop. <coughs> And uh, that means, uh, sorry, the bagelry is closed for the month. And, and and so, again, none of the sounds that you made, they don't mean anything. No, no, they don't. And, and so, if anything, so there's you, something to be overcome in the language because it can be quite sometimes quite distracting. And you don't... Some of them are quite different lengths and resonate for a bit longer yeah. and things like that. Yeah, and you, because you yeah. don't know what to... Dis- <laughs> don't know what to expect. It's also really only a language that works in, in co- otherwise a very silent environment because any external mm. noise totally, yeah. totally fucks it. Two conversations, somebody interrupting your conversation, interrupting your sentence, totally changes the meaning of the words that you're saying. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's, I um, can't hear myself speak, which is good. <laughs> Means well, I'm doing it correctly. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. You're absolutely right. Mm. But if you, you, but if you can't hear yourself speak because of other people doing speaking over the top, that's mm. also bad. So that, the, but then that, would that mean sentence that also, loses its meaning. If you had this language, it mm. means that just going outside, the world would speak to you. And that's very nice, yes. And if you go into, say, a desert or a, a, a blizzard, the universe is saying a very long word indeed. You know, just you and the silence. And uh, that's very and how meaningful. Would you, yeah, but way. how would you? How would you order um, the words in terms of like silence and so making them have meaning? Like, is there a structure to? The longer the silence, the, <laughs> the bigger the word, or like, or like, would you, would the most frequently used words be the shortest? Um, I think that would make sense. I mean, we're all for practicality in this language. We don't want to make it difficult for people. So yes, the uh, the the more commonly used words are indeed the shortest silences. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's just like you know, in order to actually write this language. Mm. <sighs> It just seems like it would be. There's not a lot of ver- variation in, in anything. In so ri- it really well, r- is when like writing it down, we use we use um, we use hieroglyphics. So we use drawings and pictures. But once again, they're so, only to represent the spaces between the words. Andy, uh, so. wait. Are you saying? Are you suggesting that maybe while you're talking, you're also doing physical hieroglyphics? 
Is there a chance that your language is charades? Uh, I wasn't suggesting that. No, but um, okay. if that'll help, because that is a, help you. That is anyway. a well. That is a silent language. It is yes, and it's not. And, uh, it's but it's not an official. It's not like an Auslan or anything like that, is it? It's a. Uh, you know, I wonder if we could um, we could try and get charades think, up as a well. Charades is an attempt at a universal language. Mm. I mean, we could invent a language that is still done with the mouth, but it's all mouth charades. So it's, it's like mouth shapes. It's it's like what? Like mouth shapes. So like the the shape. Let's say you put your your, your mouth in the shape of a house. Exactly. That's how you would say house. Yeah, it's puppetry of the tongue. People, yeah, but then people would say house, the the place you live or the TV show. Mm, oh, you're right. Maybe this isn't going to work. <laughs> but then you would have to, you could probably explain to them. <clears throat> There'd probably be another shape that you could do for the first one. Yeah. You'd, you'd shape like a number one with your with your lips or... Um. Yeah, I think I, th- I think you I think I think you could you turn your head on the side and try and make a little one. I mean, it's not you don't have to make the shape of absolutely everything. It could be like Auslan, but you know the the di- various different mouth movements that you can make. Uh, yeah. Do represent different words, but for some reason, for some reason, we're not using yeah. sound. It's the- yeah, yeah, but I mean, it could be it could be mute, a couple of muties, mm. and then and mm. then sound can be used for something else. See, exactly. Don't need um, to use our mouth and our mouth sounds for language anymore. We can find another use for them because the mouth does. Then, at the moment, we don't use mouth shapes really for anything except for maybe like smiling, frowning, yeah, that kind, kind of stuff. Of, it's kind of extra. It's extra information, you know. They, mm. they talk about body language being like you know ninety percent of the conversation, but to be honest, you don't even have to listen to ninety percent of the conversation. Mm. You could just listen to the words. Mm. You close your eyes, which is why podcasts work. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a that's a really good point. I mean, if that was true that ninety percent of language was communication, podcasts really they would not work. Unless, no. you know, you had somebody audio describing what people are doing with their legs um, while the podcast is going on. And, you know, maybe that's, a, maybe that's a premium service that we should start offering for this podcast is that, you know, the more you pay to the Patreon, the more each of our body parts will be filmed separately. And to get extra layers of meaning, rich layers of meaning, you know, you could get a video of one of my knees. You know, you pay fifteen dollars you know, a month. That'll get you a knee you, film. Should for you the whole and I episode? Mm. Should you and I do? Maybe we could do this for a Patreon bonus episode. But like, do do some director's commentary on a on an episode on a, episodes of Two in the Think Tank. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be great to listen to whatever it is. So uh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I think that's a good I new mean, bonus episode. I guess nobody needs to hear the same. The, like you don't have to play the episode at the same time, because that would be insane. Well, you could play Unless it we, quietly. Yeah, or and maybe, maybe you could we could pitch it, it up. And then, and then, or you could, yeah, or you could just pause it when you want to say something. Mm, yeah, that's true. It takes so long to it get. Takes through it, so long. Fucking hell, we'd have to do. We'd have to do 
in some way we'd have to differentiate the voices. So maybe we do the t- commentary in character as somebody else, the directors of the like podcast. This. I think that's there a great go. idea. Oh, I'm the director. This oh, is going to be a really good idea. Much more listenable. Absolutely. Oh, I can't believe that we used to think that this was a sketch idea. Not like the thing that I wrote down already today. Silence language. Ah, uh, you did write it down, Al. Of course. You did it quietly as well, which I think is very in the spirit of the thing. Mm. Mm. Do you think that... What would it be like if just everywhere we went, there was just a ticking? You know, everywhere we go, there's there's just a metronome. You know, like, in, could you could you introduce that from a, like a country perspective? You know that well, you have. I mean, that's what the, you know in the in the way in a way. Mm. Night and day, mm. night and day is a light is a light metronome. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, yeah. In another way, we yeah. are on a spinning uh, ball. You yeah. know, uh, going around the sun. Okay, and so those are the yeah. two types of oscillation that define our lives, but. If we wanted to, we could introduce extra degrees of oscillation and we could create a huge spinning city and that we all go in and it spins around and maybe it has one big wall as well which creates its own kind of shadow and its own night. Mm -hmm. And so we go on there and it's like basically a merry-go-round or uh, not a Ferris wheel, but yeah, merry-go-round, one of those things that you spin kids around on at at the park. But it's enormous. It's got a whole city on there, right? We all live on there. One side, it's got, you know, one side of the sort of the circle, half of the, yeah. the circle, is, is, is there's a huge wall which blocks out the yeah. sun. You know, right? you know what you're inventing? Yeah, what? You're inventing night two. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a night in the middle of the day. Yes. That... Often, often that's the perfect place to have a nap, but mm. a nap can be uncomfortable because you wake up all disoriented because it's light out when you wake up. You know, we could even have a mirror um, opposite the uh, opposite the uh, the night wall. There could be a big mirror wall. We could do it in some mm. way such that we also can control the day. We can reflect some sun back at certain times. Get get in charge of both of these things. Well, I think by by adding a second night, you're basically adding a second day. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> a very you know, it's a very salient point, Alistair. I mean, would the place to establish this be at the North Pole or the South Pole, where for half well, of the year there I is mean, no night anyway, and we can have a bit of a blank oh, slate? I don't mind if it's a city that just has half sized days. Yeah, you're right. You know, what about us? It's like, you know, you go to that city, it's got that wall or that semicircle dome or whatever. Mm. It's always pointing away from the sun mm-hmm. during the night too. As a right? and as a way to test this, as before we go yeah. to all the effort of building the big merry-go-round, we could just mm. um, do a sort of a trial where the government says, all right, everybody, close your eyes. Right, they come over. They go on a yeah. speaker or something like that, and everybody has to close their eyes for like three hours in the middle of the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or we could have sort of government mandated uh, eye shutters. Yeah, great. You know, and so that can be, it can be like those Venetian blind mm. sunglasses that mm. that but they're um, controlled centrally. That that Kanye has, yeah, but they're like 
They're like Teslas. They can Explanation blindness. <laughs> That's what it gives you, Venetian blindness. Yeah. And then, but that allows you to experience uh, night two. Mm. It, it allows you to trial it. Obviously, there'll be some states and, you know, some places that won't take it on because they're farmers or whatever and could, they need the day. Well, could this be an alternative to daylight savings in some way? I'm not exactly sure how, right? But well, daylight savings is a massive pain in the ass. I'm sure we've talked about it on the podcast before. I can never remember what it means or how it affects me every single time. I spend ages trying to work it out and then I give up. And well, it doesn't matter now. No, because well, your phone just does it. I know, but I want to mentally prepare myself for whether or not my children will be waking up earlier. If I'll be more tired as a result, trying to you know I, do things at the right times. I think I think to think about that is even more suffering. It is, yes, and that's what I'm complaining yeah. about, Alistair. Well, no, but you're thinking about it. Like I'm saying, I'm saying, if you don't think about it, right. and nobody even tells you that it happens, you're right. I got to, I got to just quiet happens. my mind. And not, um, yeah, not have You've got this. monkey mind, Andy. I got that monkey mind, Alastair. I should have more lizard brain. Well, you know, I think that's the Buddhists that's, that refer to the monkey mind as being a bad thing, but it sounds good. Monkey mind? Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like you're having a good mm. time. Getting I Getting things done. Is there, is, is there a reality show aware we basically, it's kind of like Survivor, right? But instead of depriving people of, you know, shelter, um, pre-made food, tools, that sort of thing, we just pools. deprive tools, tools. Oh, tools. And, and pools. pools. They don't let them go in the pool. <laughs> we instead just deprive them of parts of their brain. You know, we have, we, we shut, you know, we have some sort of electro resonance cap on where we can shut down yeah. bits of their brain and we just watch yeah, them okay. try and um get by and they're not on an island or anything like that they're just in normal the normal world but now yeah. they've got no depth perception what would that be like maybe so you'd like shut down one of their eyes yeah we could have a ragtag band you know where everybody loses one of their mental faculties and they have to work together Create one functioning human. So one, say, like, you know, doesn't have that thing that automatically beats their heart. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the other people have to do that for them. Yeah. It, you'd learn a lot then, about teamwork. Now, this is something I've discussed outside of the pod. Mm. I mean, look, okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to write that down. Survivor. Thank you, Alistair. Survivor. Sir, oh, I've written Servior. Now, if oh. you want to oh, come up, if you want to come up with a sketch like that fits that, <laughs> don't, I don't, know. Me, no, I don't okay. know how you spelled it, and I feel that that is has a significant impact on the uh, on what Where the sketch would be. They shut down part of the brain. Um, you know, do you need your whole brain? And imagine how much you'd appreciate it when you got it back. It's crazy that no one has died during an episode of Survivor, as far as I know. I'm. Was that when those people died in that helicopter? They weren't on the show, but they were... Like, remember, didn't no, some helicopter crash or something? Or maybe that was a no, film. Okay. A film. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I apologize. No, 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 no. But I think I think they were all the crew, so maybe that doesn't count? Yeah. Um, mm. What about people, two people back-to-back, sewed together? 
<laughs> I don't know why I always feel like sewing things together, living things together or something. Um, like, what about their, their, their conjoined twins, mm. but conjoined friends? Conjoined friends. And conjoined this, is this friends. an optional thing? You get, you get, you choose to get sewn together? Maybe. You know, you, maybe it could be like, a, it could be like something like, like getting a tattoo, you know? You kind of have your your skin melted together at the back, mm, and it's fused. like the back of your head's fused. Then your two backs are fused. Mm. Your butt cheeks are fused, but you've got your gaps line up. Your poop gaps. Line <laughs> oh, up. that's good. So, so you that can you can still poop. squat if you poop simultaneously. Yeah, uh, each other's poop will stop the other person's poop from touching your butt. <laughs> and and the one Through. thing that I don't want when I get fused back to back with my best friend is their poop touching my butt i did not sign up yeah. for that and i would I rather i don't mind my poop touching their poop in fact that's then, very because, in this keeping with the spirit of the thing yeah but i think it will be fun i think it'll be funner to use a squat toilet oh with two yes people. yes because you're kind of leaning you're leaning up against each other mm. and then lowering each other like a, i mean like a quadrupod. I used to love that thing that you would do at primary school where you would sit back to back and you'd press against each other and try and stand up. You know, yeah. that thing? That was fun. Oh, yeah. And, you know, maybe that was the last time I re- I was truly happy. So maybe that could be my whole life. You know, why wouldn't I want to have that all the time, every day, that joy? Here's a problem, well, Alistair. You could, They're your best you, friend. Wait, wait, bef- hmm? yes. wait bef- before you move on. Maybe you could set up a group, you know, in the neighborhood. You could put up a little, a little, you know, piece of paper in the in the That's local nice. supermarket saying, "Yeah, looking for people on you know Wednesday nights or Saturday, mm. you know, after mornings or something like that to mm. get together and just stand up together mm. back to back." And, and it's a thing I do every Saturday. Nothing could and nothing could be less sexual as well, because as we all know, the back is the least sexual side. Of the body. Of the two yeah, sides yeah. of the body. There's no sexual stuff that's done with butts. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about butts. I'm talking about backs. You know, oh, yeah. and it's, you know, it's a big, in many ways, the back is the desert of the body. A vast, yeah. unfeatureless wasteland. Not, yeah. I'm not talking about the waste, obviously. Don't get confused by the word waste. I mean it in the other way. No. But, but the waist is kind of close. Is kind of close, close to the back. Well, yes, it is. It can. It does. It does. It so, is, I think the equator of the body is the back. And if I were to talk say, about the body, the tropics of the body, I would absolutely yeah. be discussing the crotch, as we all know, the yeah. steamiest and the du- the dampest, the hottest, warmest. Well, yeah. There, there's also, I guess, two smaller ones in the armpits. Um. Yes, those are the. Other other two tropics. I I guess yeah. I mean, I suppose you could call them because they've kind of got a nicer, they've got a bit of a wind tunnel near them. Maybe if there's some kind of temperate rainforest. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Yes. Um, would you consider the belly the sort of the savanna? <laughs> I, the belly. I mean, the belly button feels like an oasis. No, it's the opposite of an oasis. An oasis. It's a noasis. An oasis isn't? Uh, an oasis, an oasis isn't. Mm. Um, but is uh, there anything in the back being the nope. desert of the body, Alistair? Nope. 
Sorry, say that again. Is there anything in the back being the desert of the body? And possibly. Yeah, well, this is... Andy, I'm, I'm currently trying to label with you every part of the body. Yeah, great. But specifically the back. Yeah. Is there anything to, that could be done to, you know... Um, like like uh, in Egypt, they tried to irrigate the desert by damming the Nile. Is there something that we could do to bring life to the back? To um, what would be life in this scenario? I guess boobs. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to, I mean, if I were I to, if there was a, if there was body agriculture, yeah. I mean, if you could put put all that fertile back land mm. to to work, exactly. You know, I mean, it, may, it would make sense that that's where you would grow replacement parts. Alistair, we're, we're, we are completely on the same page now, and there is it. It and it, you know, in today's gig economy, it doesn't make sense not to monetize your back, not to try in some way to to get some of that. That back dollar, by by um, you know, renting it out as space to grow, whatever you don't have to see it, you don't have to know about it, you don't have to worry about it. That's just m- making money. I can yeah. make money lying on my front. You know, that's, yeah. well, because think about. I mean, like you know, sure, the your your original organs, right? Your mm. spleen, your liver, things like that. You can fill in an or, uh, an organ donor's card mm. for that, and you could be an organ donor. Yes, but if you were growing an extra liver, yes, on your back or in your just under your back skin, and maybe mm. an extra set of lungs, you, you can, could also be an organ capitalist. Yes, turn an organ profit. You know, it's fine to give away the ones your used ones. That's like a, it's thrift. That's uh, secondhand stuff. You know, that's yeah. fine. But this high quality stuff that you're spending your own resources bringing into the world, mm. Mm. unused, you know. Mm. I you think know? it would be good to be able to. I mean, in the future, I imagine we will be able to buy a packet of stem cells, like you would buy a packet of seeds for any particular thing. And we might, in the past, have talked about going to a sort of a Home Depot or a Bunnings of organ parts. You know, this is in a future in which. Home surgery is as easy as any other kind of DIY, but I think also sort of a, a sort of an organ agriculture where you can buy a seed, which is basically a set of stem cells that you just sort of press into your skin, right? Or maybe you know maybe you have to poke, you know, make a little hole sure. and poke it in there, and it'll just start yeah. growing. Right, you know, you could get it. You could grow, you know, ten noses or something. Just it's just something that signals to the body. This is where the nose is grows. Exactly, a little little nose anchor, and nature yeah, does I the rest. It, yeah, I think it could be just like a little grain of rice. Mm. You know, like it looks like a little grain of rice, and it just has all the stuff in it. It's basically like it would be a porous thing that is just. That it is just there to allow the stem cells to start coming, send out signals, and allow stem cells mm-hmm. to start coming and building around mm-hmm. it. Probably yep. dissolves in the nose after it's finished growing. The seed, sure, yeah, you know, 
Yep. Um, it's made of some kind of. Um, I mean, what? What are there any parts of the body already that kind of um, dissolve? Not many, right? Body doesn't. Are have... there parts of the body that dissolve? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, let, thinking, let me think. You know, like teeth. No. Uh, I guess they kind of do very slowly. You know, do like they? A, well, you know, maybe if you if leave them overnight, drinking in a, a lot of lemon in a can of coke. Maybe. Um, you know, I wonder if that's true. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably a myth, right? Feels, feels like a bit something mythy, but who be. knows? Who knows? But I mean, it is an acid. You know, it's car- carbonic acid. When you dissolve mm, carbon dioxide, when you dissolve carbon dioxide in water, it is, it does create an acid, and yeah. so it would do something. Well, there you go. That's um, why you're never supposed to sleep with a mouthful of Coca Cola. That's one of the rules <laughs> in my house. Kids, well, you swallow that Coca-Cola before you go to sleep, I say to them. They go, oh, you can't make me. I mean, you can't make me. We, um, a while ago on an episode, we talked about a way to be constant, constantly pissing, right? Because of the joy yeah. that comes from pissing. But also... Yeah, the good, the good feeling. I... And but now you know women, they can get a a thing that goes under their skin, which is the implanon thing, which is like the birth control thing, and it's constantly releasing that hormone. At the same yeah. time, me as a man, every time I want to freshen my breath, I got to chew a new mint or brush my teeth again. Where's the implanon version of flavor? Yeah, Something I'm not sure that I can get. Actually, imp- do improve our. I'm not sure mints actually improve our breath. No. Um, uh, sure, but I don't think that undermines my central point. No, no, no. You're of, right. Of can I get something just implanted under the skin of my tongue that is just constantly releasing my favorite flavor, or your favorite what? My favorite flavor, or you know, or yeah. you know, you can you can get a different one every month or something like that. So you get a or releasing different... or releasing the signal into your brain that you are tasting your favorite flavor. Mm. Sure, I'll so, you know, take that's it. That's a product that that will be possible. It can just be something that releases signals that makes you feel like you're doing something. Mm, we just lie there in our own filth while our brain releases signals to tell us that we're yeah. clean and standing up. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> well, I know, but you could. I think you probably could do it with actual flavors mm. and smells. You know, you could. You could. Just put a thing in, and you're like, "Oh, I really like the smell of sort of those My Little Pony." You know, you know how they used to smell like raspberries or something like that. Sure, absolutely. You know, you could just smell that all the time in any room you walk into. But let's say you let's say you're a hoarder mm. who's who's sort of somehow wound up with a dead body in their house. Sure, and then you've just started putting garbage on top of it. Yeah, and uh, you don't want to have to smell it while that body is rotting. That was the—that's the last thing I want when I bring a dead body into my hoarder house. Well, you just activate. You just put this little implant in, mm. and then you could just smell My Little Ponies all the time. Feels like something we should be able to take control of. You know, I don't want to be at the vic- I don't want to be the victim of smells that are outside of my body. You know, mm. it feels like a. Um, 
was you know I don't know what the word is, but like you know that it's 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 crazy that in a um in a in a capitalist society where the individual is always right, I have to just smell whatever's in the air. I should be able to smell what I want to smell at all times. That's freedom, and that's yeah. what I'm offering. If you vote for me at the next election for president of the Rotary well, Club, um, what if it was just instead it was a signal? Because I mean, I guess for someone like you who wants to feel that control, mm. you just need a signal that tells that is telling you you're smelling exactly what you want to smell. <laughs> oh, that would probably be easier. <laughs> It's it's basically it's, it's a satisfaction. It's demand, it's demand side uh, solution to the problem. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but but once we've got that, I don't. Maybe I don't want. Maybe it's not smell anymore. Maybe we're thinking too small, Alistair. While we've got this technology to make me think that everything's that I'm smelling what I want, why can't I get something that makes me think that everything? is exactly as I want it to be at every moment. Be like, how good is this? What are the chances? <laughs> Once again, everything's coming up Andy as I, you know, <laughs> as my car pirouettes off a cliff <laughs> into, a, into a ravine. I'm like, <laughs> just like I planned it. The dream, living the dream. I, t- I say as I turn to the passenger seat. Um, <laughs> as you're like falling off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you're picturing? You're drive- you've yeah, driven off yeah. of a cliff yeah. and you're falling. Yeah. yeah this is it. Air. Oh, this is it. This is the perfect. This is. I'm having the perfect day. The, my run continues. <laughs> I think it's good. Is it? Would this be considered a mind altering drug? You know, it, well, I mean, it's not a drug, you see. It's, it's not just a, drug. a signal. It's an implant. It's a signal. Nothing it's wrong an with implant. that. Um, yeah. yeah, I love it. It's, I mean, it's a kind of... It's happiness, in a way, is what we're offering. Yeah, but it's not well, addictive because it's, it's always there. Right? Yeah. Like if somebody... if some, if some, if you, if you, It's only addictive if you take breaks sometimes you, and then you go and take, take exactly. it again. Exactly. <laughs> if you're always on heroin, are you addicted to heroin? You know, if you never stop taking it, then yeah, it just I mean, becomes if, another, another thing, another f- feature of your life. I'm not exactly. addicted instead, to having feet. I just do. <laughs> I have feet. Mm-hmm. I'm not addicted to her- having heroin. I just have heroin. Mm. I think because I mean, instead of sense. like, I think if instead of let's say taking snorting heroin or injecting heroin, you just had a solid little log like a tootsie roll <laughs> of heroin, just slid under your arm skin. Great. Yep. Just there, then it would just slowly dissolve. It'd be slow release mm. at. At the body's pace. Mm. You know, and it'd just always take just as much heroin as it needs. Yep. That I mean, people would its, start hacking which is the its, technology to have a little bit more than they need. And also you'd probably build up a resistance. Well, no, that's that's the body, why the signal not, is such a good idea, because the the our, our idea of having a signal, because you do, there's no 
question of building up a tolerance to it. It's just a signal. It just tells you what you are. Exactly. I mean, it's it's just like a thought that just comes from under your tongue. Mm. tongue Instead thought. of above your tongue, where they're so... The majority of thoughts tend to come. People um, used to say, Alastair, that one day entire meals would come in pill form. Mm. Um, but why did they stop there? Why is it only meals that we could get as a pill? Why not all the other things that we require to live? Tables. Like tables, exactly. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> a house. In a pill form. A house. And what you house. do is you just take a pill and it gives your body all the effects of having a house. You know, yeah. warm, dry. Whatever. So it just like it just it just sucks water from the outside of your body that, back in. Sure. Or oh, makes it evaporate in some way. I mean these are just some of the I, I haven't worked worked out the details, but I think, you know, and there's, you know, there's a feeling as well. There'd be certain pharmacological effects that come from having a house, a sort of a feeling of comfort and home. Why can't I get mm. all of that as a pill? We were talking before about standing up, right? In the future, standing up will be a pill and you'll get a pill. You'll take it and it just makes you feel like you are standing up, even if you're not. I can just lie in bed and take a series of pills that give take me the experience. Not that I actually have feel- a bed. I'm on the ground taking a pill that makes me feel like I have a bed. But- That's right. And you're you're outside. You're outside in some public space. Yes. The cop is trying to is trying to move you on. Yes. <laughs> I just keep taking a pill that makes me feel like I've been moved on. So I think that I'm complying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um and I don't know, I don't know if I then, I mean, give the police officer a pill that makes him feel like he has successfully moved someone on. Yeah, maybe if you throw it at at his mouth into his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm kind of. A, am I a little magician in this situation? <laughs> then? Oh, I mean, you know, it could be like a. Like, you know, like, let's say there's a Pez dispenser. I was thinking okay. Pez dispenser. I was about to bring yeah. this up. We're well, weaponizing the Pez, dispe- Pez dispenser. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm picturing that there's one somehow in your eyes, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So picture, great. so picture, maybe you put the pills in your mouth and then they ru- they go up and they stack up like a magazine up into your, up, up, up in your head and then they... <laughs> They, shoot out of your you, when eyes. You, when you blink, you can shoot little ones out of your eyes. Maybe it's I that mean, thing why with don't gold. they stack down and shoot out of your mouth, Alistair? Why are they shooting so, out of your oh, eyes? So you, you're you saying that you push them into your eye and then they shoot out your mouth? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how they get in there. They shoot. I'm not, I was trying not to involve the eye at all. No, because you know why the eye is perfect for shooting me. things out of? Tell me. Because... 
you're always aiming exactly where you're looking. That's a really good point. It's a real point of view shooter, isn't it? First person yeah. shooter. And maybe <laughs> maybe true. Of, like if the military wanted to make a real first person shooter type weapon, it would be one put the weapons where you shoot out of your eyes. Well, I mean, this is a future where you've got all sorts of pills and stuff. There's no reason why our eyes couldn't be replaced. We don't need our eyes for seeing. Little we just take a pill that, that makes see. us feel like we're seeing. It could also be one of those things that just shoots out those little gold particles mm. that, you know, but that has little bits of medicine on there. Yes, this delivery You mechanism. could shoot it out your eyes, almost yeah. like fairy dust, like yeah. weaponized fairy dust. I mean, I do like the idea of shooting little pills out of your face somehow and trying to aim I, to get them into people's mouths. I mean, I do <laughs> like that element of it. I like it being yeah. visual. And little <laughs> things going ping, ping. <laughs> Like a little Ding, pair like dispenser. You can you can miss and you can shoot it. Yeah. yeah. You can miss and it hits it hits a sign, it goes ping like that. Ping. Um very good. It would be great. Yeah. And um, I mean it's it's a sort of a a sort of a new form of interaction in which we communicate emotions, thoughts much more directly. Well, through the feeling of what you want them to, so I guess you would have a, a sort of a a palette of pills in the same mm. way you kind of have a palette of emojis. Mm. Yeah, or we have uh, inside our bodies, we sort of have the pharmacy equivalent of one of those paint shop machines that allows them to tint and mix any combination of colors, um, and then you know give that to you in a in a tub I mean, of paint. It'd be the perfect use for the belly button, to ah. that for that to be the place where the pill comes out of and sits in there, sort of like in the the area where like you get the bag of chips from a vending machine. Mm, yes, you know the yes, pill comes the out, it sits tray. in your belly button. You get it the out the lobby you of know, the so belly button. You think you think about what it, what what exact scenario you want them to feel, mm. and then you blink really hard. Yeah. And then the little machine, the little factory thing behind the belly button goes like that and goes like that and pushes it out into the belly button. People with Audis will be fucked. I mean, even more fucked than they already are. They won't really be able to, the, their pills will just fall on the ground. <laughs> they will. And they'll eventually they'll die out, people with Audis. They'll have I assume to actually, it's genetic. They'll have to put a little bit of putty around their belly button. I'll build a to, little... A little, little, little indentation, little, yeah, so that you yeah. can little make trough it into. Yeah. Mm. I was just thinking Fi- then fix their bodies. Um, I was just thinking then it would be great if you could have a drug that gives you the feeling of having a really great idea, but I just realised that I think that's all drugs. All drugs yeah, already have that effect, basically, don't they? Yeah. Are there any drugs where you really doubt yourself? Yeah, I think that's also all drugs. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. No. I mean, um yeah, I think I think some of them can def- definitely do that. I think uh marijuana can probably do that. Oh yeah, sure. And I guess alcohol to a certain extent, people do get sad yeah. sometimes when they drink. Yeah. Sad is mm. doubting your happiness. Isn't it? In a way? In a way? In a way? Mm. Um, well, I we suppose. Can... Mm. What? What? No, you go. 
No, and he just say the well, thing. Well, I was just so going to say, can... I wonder if I was. I wonder if we could find the default state of humans and whether or not we're actually supposed to be happy or sad, or neutral, and if what from which everything is a deviation. It's probably neutral, isn't it? Because we do sort of adapt to our circumstances to sort of return yeah. to a kind of a baseline. You know, people can be in bad situations and still find a way to. Um, be happy, and vice versa. Yeah, or at least get on with it. Get on with it. We're in a default state of bloody getting on with it, mate. Yeah, because I think I think there's some a lot of scenarios where you're just uh, you're always working. Yeah, that's true. Um, but um. I think we can go to three words from a listener. Okay, great. Here's another drug. One that gives you a day off. Feels like you're on a day off, even when or you're feel- at work. Oh, that'd be a good one for taking while you're at work. Yeah. And then you would kind of, would you think you would enjoy, or, or do you think you would, do you think you would enjoy the work like it's a holiday? Or do you think you'd be like, <laughs> well, I'm at work on my day off. <laughs> I'm not going to do this work. <laughs> It'd be great. You'd call you'd call it day off, and you say, "I'm going to take a day off," and then you like that. Yeah, that's what it would be in the ad. It's called a day and off. Say if it, and, and then you spend all day going at work. Also, say, "I'm not even supposed to be here today. I'm, <laughs> this is my day off." <laughs> I'm on a day off right now, and then, <laughs> but you take too many day offs, and uh, I don't know what's that mean. They, they, you, you you have a have, you die from a terminal redundancy. I don't know. Well, yeah, or it could just be that thing where you know, like if you have too much free time, it feels like you. Uh, mm. Yeah, you're right. You you're antsy to get back to work. Antsy to get back to work, and so you can fluctuate. And then you're like, oh, I'm gonna stop taking it, and you're like, oh, it's good to be back at work. <laughs> you can say to people, oh, I am supposed to be here today. There you go. But then you could actually take some time off then. Mm, that'd be good too. Um, we, so three words from a listener. Are you ready? Yeah. Again, Andy, I think I say this every week, but we may have done these already, so I apologize. But, um, um, but these three words come from a, a listener, Andy, mm. uh, who supports us on Patreon. That's good. Called F- Fraser Wright. Fraser Wright. Mate, thank you for this. Thank you, Fraser. God, that's a solid name. Absolutely, yeah. yes. You know, I could, I would build a house on that name. Do you think there'd be a, a, a version of Fraser where they just do it as Fraser? Uh, <laughs> do you think it would be like a a tougher guy? Yeah, more. I think more dependable. Yeah, less neurotic. Hey, Mac, I see. The muscles arriving, <laughs> thrown, thrown steak, and broken eggs. <laughs> I don't know. Uh. I realized very early on I didn't know the actual lyrics to the Fraser song. It took me a while to work out what you were doing as a result, but it was really good, Al. It's Um, it's our new show, Working Class Fraser. It's called Fraser. 
and uh, yeah, they. Uh, and he's. But it's definitely. He doesn't still have a radio show. show. He doesn't have a radio show, but he's on break and he's. But he does court. listen to the radio. Yeah, that's true. And Fraser is on. <laughs> <gasps> they should do Fraser from the point of view of the listeners. That's a really good idea. I hope they're exploring that with this new season that they're making. Mm. Um, so Fraser's words. Do you want to guess what they are? Yep. Yep. Uh, First one. Finch. Finch. Finch, you know, like the bird with the little beak. Like the the character from uh, Just Shoot Me? Yeah. I haven't seen it, but yep. It was uh, David Spade. Oh, okay. Played Finch. Am I right? Um, no, no, you're not. But <laughs> the, the, the thing that is, is a bit David Spadey. <laughs> okay, so I was close. So you were close. The first thing is Andy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Do you think that you're kind of like a an alt, an alternative universe version of David Spade, like kind of like? I do think that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Great. Okay. Now that what's the second word? Um. Forgives. Forgives. Yep. Um. You got two of the letters correct. <gasps> Um, but what it actually is <laughs> is vs meaning versus versus okay sure Andy versus Alistair is the last word Alistair 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 is it Alistair that's what I'm going Andy, with you're in, you're in the right ballpark <laughs> Because it is Alistair. Andy versus Alistair. Wow. Um, you got one. Andy, now it feels like it's hard to do these without you getting them. Yeah, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting better. I'm learning, learning what it is to guess random words. Learning the ways of the listener. Um, uh, Alistair, I mean, in a way, I feel that that is, you know, more and more what our life becomes, has become, you know, with our petty arguments... Um, and uh, also our physical fights. Um, physical arguments. arguments. <laughs> An argument Arsh. of the body. Mm. Yeah. Um, of the flesh. But, well, uh, I guess in a way that's what combat is. It's the physical debate. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it really, <laughs> in, in, in fighting... Is there any version of boxing where they take it in turns to punch each other? <laughs> <laughs> Have and you here got a is response my rebuttal. To this? Um, actually, there is competitive <laughs> slapping. Oh, okay. That thing where they just slap the absolute oh, fuck out of each other. I and mean, sometimes just like a single slap will just knock a person entirely out. There was that... And there was a game that we would play, wasn't there, at school? Knuckles? Did you ever play Knuckles where you just hit each other in the knuckles one after the other? Yeah. So, yeah. or, think, oh, no, that wasn't necessarily yeah. taking turns because you tried to get your hand out of the way. I think we, we used to do that with just slapping each other's hands. Right. 
Yeah, we did it with knuckles, I think. Maybe slapping uh, as well. I think I did the slapping the hands one with you even. Oh, you put your hands together and then you hold them close to... No, I would no? put my hand out and you would slap it as hard as you could. <laughs> And then I think you would put your hand and I would slap it as hard as I could. Really? I do know that we've given some fairly vicious high fives. Yeah. But this is a more informal thing that you don't need to do to for any particular occasion. It's sort of a, a, it's a, a general purpose slap that you can use at any time. You know, high five is sort of for special occasions or special moments of... Yeah. Uh, you know, hellos, goodbyes, something interesting has happened. I agree with you. These are these are the the small moments, the small celebrations of our lives. Mm. And then there's a sort of a one a, a high five that's more just slapping that you can do casually on an ongoing basis. It's the background hum of slapping each other. You know the low five. Mm. In a way, that's actually quite. It's actually probably the middle five. Right, you're absolutely right. A a, a true low five. Both your hand arms would be hanging down, right, yeah. and then you would clap yeah. them together. This is big, yeah. Alistair. The <laughs> mid five. <laughs> All this time we've been given middle fives. I'm next time I see you, Alistair. I'm going to try and give you a true low five. That's very nice, Andy. I appreciate mm. that. Oh, no worries. I mean, is it one of the risks that you're sort of playing in the genital area? Is that why we don't do that? Oh, well, some people actually do just go for the, that, that genital tap and that sort of low five kind of seems as we've uh, I've seen some sort of stuff in the um, you know in the literature in the literature around the footballers, and apparently that's a big part of their <laughs> the way they operate. It's just trying to touch each other's penises. As a little game. And that's great. Well, it's bonding. I assume. Mm. Yeah, as long as everybody agrees that it's all right, then I suppose it's all right. Um, Um, But do you think that there's a a new role that the low five could play? I guess it could be for for bad occasions. For disappointment. For disappointments and and really sad things, you know. Somebody's died. That's a low five. It's a it's a five of mourning, it's a five mm. of woe, it's a woe five. And you know, you know what the high five everybody always says like, look at the elbow, look at the elbow or whatever. Mm. Yeah. But with the low five, they say, rest your eyes on my knee, <laughs> rest your eyes on the knee. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a high five you can you can do at a funeral. And that's right. Um, it's a it's a condolences five. Yeah, you know, after the doctor has delivered some bad news about your diagnosis, it's uh, you know, yeah. it's good. It's probably more COVID safe than a hug. Um, and you know, the sadder the news, the harder you can slap each other's hands. But but it's not so COVID safe that it's like nerdy. Hmm. You know what I mean? You're not being a dork. No, no, exactly. It's still, still super cool. Isn't and it exciting that we've got four new cases in the community as of today, and they don't know where it came from, and so we could be starting to go back into that mode again after we've had so much time out of that world. At any moment, Alistair, we could be 
Lockdown. Um, yeah. Andy, do you think do you think mid five and low five becomes condolence five is okay? Yes, Alistair. Oh. Yes, I think we've done it. I think, and I think you know more than that. I think the the audience, the listeners, are ready for us to go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Apologies if we are a bit tired today. Um, you um, know so what? I'll take us through the sketch ideas. Well, I forgive us. Great. Thank you so much, Andy. Um, we have silence language. Mm. This is Andy's language where you just you just put yells or n- noises in between the silences. The language. That, and then the words are expressed through just their length. Silencio is the name of the language. Um, then, then we've got night two, which is, you know, a town maybe. <laughs> it is... That has come up with a way of creating night during the day and yeah. has basically split the days into two days. And I, that would be actually kind of quite novel if you moved to that town. You, I, could, you know what would be good about this is that well, that's when you could do all the parties and stuff, right? It's, you know, you do them in the middle of the day while you're still awake, but it's night. Oh, but it's still at nighttime, so it makes sense to be having a party. Yeah. It's a, it's, you know, one of the problems with night is that very often... It's at the end of the day when you're tired. Mm. Night should be in the middle of the day so you can have a bit of fun. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could all just shift our lives somewhat, you know, so that we're getting up at nighttime. No, I think this is a better plan. Okay. Then we got Survivor. Spin City, we call it. Survivor. Um, What is it? Spin City. Spin City. (laughs) Survivor, where they shut down part of the brain and we have different bits. To go. So then there's like a guy who only drools and then there's a person who only, <laughs> you know, has to learn how to walk again. I think you're shutting down the guy who only drools. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think we're shutting down too many bits, too many bits of the brain. It's only supposed to be like one of the faculties. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can do whatever in your version. Um, <laughs> okay. Then we got the fused back buddies, which is the conjoined friends. That's just a procedure you could do when you're young, you know, like getting mm. a tattoo that upsets your fr- your mm. parents. But you just like, you're like, oh, I'm going to love love this friend forever. And then you get both of your skins fused together. You're never going to see your friend again, though. Yeah, you will. In selfies. I suppose. Because they'll hold up their phone and take a selfie of themselves, and while they're doing that, you hold up your phone. Oh yeah, and then you'll see you'll see their face in their phone. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's a perfect Um, plan. Then we got cultivating the back, which is Mm. where you grow body parts in the back. Then we got implant that gives you signal, smell, or taste that you want, or a feeling that you've got everything that you want. You know, Mm. satisfaction in a signal. Then we yeah. got um, taking pills that make you feel like you've got a house, <laughs> and then you shoot them at people or whatever. You take, you know, you, I mean, it's very similar to the signal one, but it gets, this a, one it gets you. quite a complicated new world we've built. I yeah. mean, there's one thing to be taking a pill that makes you feel like you're in a house, <laughs> and it's another thing for all interactions to be mediated by basically roofing one another. Into feeling the thing that you want them to feel. Yeah, that you want. Got to a, express, I've got a bloody yeah. roofie over my head now. That's when you feel like you're in a house. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a, a roofie is a great name for a pill that makes you feel like you've got a house. Mm. <laughs> it should be. Shouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
Spin City should be a town where they have a night, an extra night in the middle of the day and a roofie should be a pill that makes you feel like you've got a house. This is exactly. basic stuff, guys. Yeah, come on. We're just trying to fix the bloody world. Mm. And then we got we got mid-five. We're reclassifying low-five as a mid-five. And then we're now creating the low-five, which is actually a sad five. It's the it's the condolence five. It's mm. the... Um, yeah, that's and, it. And a hush puppy... Should be a dog that when it barks, it makes everything quiet. Shoots out a beam of silence. It's yeah, it's a dog that works in a library. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening to Two in the Think Tank. Um, I'm Andy and I'm Alistair and, and you can find us on Twitter at Two and Tank. I'm at Alistair TB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. Andy. Um, um, you can support us on Patreon if you mm. like. Thank you to everybody who has been there. You can review us if you like. I don't know if that does anything, but take, you know what? Go do it. We'll see. Sure. We'll see. Um, you, you can always get you can always get magma online. You can download um, the pop test. You can listen to that. You can you review know. that. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't have enough work on your plate, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks so much for listening. Sorry we're getting so tired. And, and we uh, we love, love you. you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.